This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds & Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Learn how operating differently can help you overcome the pressures facing your dealership today at reyrey.com slash operate differently. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome to Daily Drive for Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News here in Detroit. And I'm Kellen Walker in Seattle. Today on the show, Tesla's charging network adds another automaker in Volvo. Ford and Chevy top the latest customer loyalty rankings, while Toyota falls. And GM's fleet chief says he's retiring. Plus, Toyota looks to take on Tesla with a radical overhaul of its EV production. The Bev factory itself is really a virtual factory where they're going to try to kind of cleave it off as a separate business, standalone business within the Toyota empire. And it's going to focus on all aspects of making battery electric vehicles. Let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Volvo is the latest automaker to jump on the Tesla supercharger bandwagon. The Swedish automaker says its electric vehicle customers will have access to Tesla's 12,000 superchargers across North America. Starting in 2025, Volvo electric vehicles in the region will also be equipped with the North American charging standard port that will allow the EVs to plug into the supercharger network. Volvo plans to go all electric globally by 2030. The brand's recharge line of battery electric and plug-in hybrid models accounted for 27% of U.S. sales last year. Over the past several weeks, Tesla has inked similar deals with Ford, General Motors, and Rivian. Ford and Chevrolet top S&P Global Mobility's 2023 loyalty rankings of mainstream brands for the first four months of the year. Meanwhile, Toyota fell to seventh place. The drop could be due to conquest by Tesla, with migrations to the electric vehicle maker up for almost every mainstream brand. S&P analyst Tom Libby noted during a webinar that Toyota is typically neck and neck with Ford and Chevy. Ford recorded almost 60% brand loyalty this year through April, followed by Chevrolet at about 57%. Subaru, Nissan, Kia, and Hyundai followed after. Toyota was down 5.7 points from the same time last year, landing at 52.3%. Tesla, once again, topped the loyalty rankings for luxury brands at 68%. That's almost 19 points above BMW in second place. Mercedes-Benz, Lexus, and Cadillac rounded out the top five. Longtime GM executive Ed Pieper will retire on September 1st. Pieper, who is 61, is currently at the helm of the automaker's fleet business. He began his GM career in 1984, working as a district sales manager for Cadillac, before moving into other management roles in sales and marketing. He was Chevy's vice president and general manager from 2005 to 2009, and Cadillac's general sales manager from 2009 to 2011, before taking over GM's fleet business in 2012. GM Canada's Vice President of Sales, Service, and Marketing, Shandor Pisar, will succeed Peeper at GM's fleet and commercial business unit starting August 1st. And former chairman and CEO of American Motors, Gerald Myers, has died at the age of 94. Myers was just 48 when he became one of the youngest heads of a U.S. automaker in October 1977. Before rising to that position, he was an engineer with roots in finance and manufacturing and helped create the AMC Pacer, 
AMC was Detroit's constant underdog. It formed when Nash Calvinator merged with Hudson Motor in 1954. The longtime owner of the Jeep brand later merged with Chrysler, so it's now part of Stellantis. The Detroit Free Press reports that Myers died on June 19th at his home in West Bloomfield, Michigan. And those are today's headlines. Jamie, another automaker comes to the dark side. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's, those are jokes. Volvo joins the Tesla EV charging network. I assume this is going to be a continuing trend. Well, you know, we'll see because, uh, you know, all the, the U.S. automakers, at least the uh, you know, U.S.-based automakers, have pretty much all gone over to this NACS. Volvo, based in Europe, but with Chinese ownership, you know, to see them coming in, that's an interesting move. It's maybe a harder uh, stretch to see Mercedes-Benz or BMW adopt the North American standard. But I think where I would be watching next would be the Asian brands, you know, Honda, which is working with GM on their next generation EVs. I'd also keep an eye on, you know, Toyota, Hyundai, Kia. Will they choose to follow the same path that GM and Ford and now Volvo have? So interesting. Coming up, Toyota is getting ready to overhaul its EV production as it comes around to the idea of an electrified future. We'll hear more about it next on Daily Drive. Economic uncertainty, vehicle affordability, and ever-increasing customer expectations are threatening the profitability and efficiency gains you've made over the last couple of years. You may be finding the strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. You offer online options so customers can begin the buying process remotely, but your salespeople have to rebuild the deal or correct it during the in-store appointment. You ask your advisors to be proactive about calling customers to get work approved, but still wind up with occupied bays and stalled jobs when the customer doesn't answer the phone. Your business office clerks are trying to process deal jackets faster, but funding still takes weeks. The strategies you've used to improve performance in the past just aren't as effective as they once were. Getting better at outdated and inefficient processes will only get you so far. Let's face it, Netflix isn't a household name because they got really good at mailing DVDs. And nearly half of Apple's revenue comes from the iPhone, not from the computers the company was founded on. These companies evolved as new challenges presented themselves instead of sticking with the status quo. It's time for a mindset shift. It's time to operate differently. Finding new and innovative ways to operate is essential to effectively managing the pressures facing your dealership. Visit reyrey.com slash operate differently to get started. That's R-E-Y-R-E-Y dot com slash operate dash differently. Welcome back to Daily Drive. I'm Jamie Butters with Kellen Walker. Toyota is modernizing its famed production system to take on Tesla in the EV era. The world's largest automaker plans to do that with a slew of new manufacturing technologies that will debut in just a few short years. Asia editor Hans Greimel wrote about it on the front page of this week's Automotive News print edition. I reached Hans at his home office in Tokyo. Hans Greimel, welcome back to Daily Drive. Great to be here, Jamie. Thank you. Hans, you had a story on the front page of this week's Automotive News that was simply too big for the headlines section of the Daily Drive. Uh, Toyota Motor Corp, one of the most revered manufacturers in the history of industrialization, is rethinking its approach to automaking, spurred by the shift to electric vehicles, but even more so specifically by the example of Tesla. What's going on at Toyota? 
Well, they were in for a little bit of a shock and, and they're going through a lot of soul searching uh, due to the fact that they feel like uh, they recognize that they've kind of fallen behind in electric vehicles, but not only in the electric vehicle technology itself, but in the way that the vehicles are engineered for production and the, the production engineering process that makes them. And um, they realize that in order to get the costs down to be competitive with the likes of Tesla and some of the new Chinese competitors that are on the market, they really need to up their game and reinvent their manufacturing system. So when you think about them as being the kind of the, the, the company that invented lean manufacturing, uh, the, the Toyota production system, now they're going to have to do kind of a TPS 2.0 and update that whole approach to manufacturing. You mentioned TPS, uh, the Toyota production system. Now they're talking more about a concept uh, they call the BEV factory. Uh, how does that compare? Is it part of TPS? Is it a reinvention of TPS? Is it some? Is it an overlay? How should we look at that? Well, Toyota would say that TPS applies to any and all aspects of business. You can use it at the BEV factory. You can use it in any, any of their business silos. But the BEV factory itself is really a virtual factory where they're going to try to kind of cleave it off as a separate business, standalone business within the Toyota empire. And it's going to focus on all aspects of making battery electric vehicles from the design to the purchasing to the manufacturing to the engineering. And that's this, this virtual factory. So they're going to re-engineer a second generation or a new next generation electric vehicle that will debut around 2026. And that will be a wholly re-engineered from a blank sheet of paper. And that's where they're going to use these new manufacturing techniques to make it more cost effective. Is it a case of seeking breakthroughs versus you know incremental progress, the the kaizen or continuous improvement that we're that we're also familiar with as part of the Toyota system? Well, you're right. When you talk about kaizen, the, the everlasting improvement, that's one of the criticisms, I guess, of the uh, that they come in for these days in in the world of electric vehicles because they say the critics would say you need a really uh, a, a revolutionary change, not this evolutionary change. And the idea behind Kaizen and the TPS is usually more evolutionary change. So this will be a challenge or a test of TPS to see how well it does with a bigger incremental step, shall we say. And But some of the ideas that they're talking about are rather revolutionary, at least from Toyota's point of view. And some of them are taken from Tesla. Um, you know, they're going to go into gigacasting, for example, the, the idea of uh, stamping, taking a part or a component or a um, module of the car, actually, that was used to be made up of, you know, dozens of components. And instead of assembling them together into one giant module, they will basically stamp that one module out of one part. And that's something that was pioneered by a Tesla, but something that uh, Toyota wants to emulate and adopt themselves. Another idea that they're considering that's pretty revolutionary is to take out the line completely so there will be no fixed lines within the, the factories and the cars being EVs, having their own batteries, will be able to drive themselves through the factories without <laughs> having a fixed line. So you can imagine that kind of the cars driving through the parts and uh, driving themselves off, off to the parking lot after they're done. So these are some of the kind of more revolutionary ideas that the Toyota thinks they can pull off and they want to have this in place at least 
by 2026 for the first offlines of these next generation electric vehicles. You know, it's interesting because, you know, Toyota kind of got seen by some as an innovator because of the Prius uh, really popularizing the hybrid technology. But traditionally, I mean, through their history, it hasn't been a company that comes up with breakthrough new ideas. They really, you know, are perfectionists of other people's concepts, you know, <laughs> that take a, you know, a, a midsize sedan and just make it more efficient and more reliable, you know, and it's always these evolutionary processes. And of course, I started out covering a Toyota factory, you know, they put the little, you know, seats like from a, a fishing boat, you know, on the assembly line so that put less strain on the backs and shoulders of workers and they could uh, hit a button and slide to the next car. It's like they've made so many improvements to the assembly line and now to be conceiving of, you know, not having an assembly line in a sense, you know, and, and really, like you said, the cars driving their way through the factory, quite a sea change for this company. Yes, it is. And I mean, I think that's where they would say that the TPS is always something that can be applied because the mindset is what's really key here. And that can be applied to any kind of problem that they encounter. But at the same time, it's a bit of a test for them because one of the ideas that they come in for criticism is, is that they're too slow on EVs. But one of the secrets of Toyota's success has always been this kind of fast follower mindset where they let others first maybe take the first steps. But then Toyota comes in and perfects the technology and really you know, shows the world what can be done with it. And maybe that's what's happening here with EVs. Other people are testing the waters, making early advances in the EV segment in its early years while the technology and the segment's still in its infancy. But yet Toyota is biding its time, perfecting its technology so that when the uh, segment was really uh, starting to take off or uh, showing signs of maturity, Toyota will step in with a, a killer app, so to speak, because it will have uh, studied and taken its time uh, to prepare. You mentioned the word mindset, and it, you've written some stories in recent you know, weeks and months about what seems like a pretty massive cultural change within the Japanese auto industry. I mean, Nissan under Carlos Ghosn had long been an advocate of EVs, but more recently, Honda and Toyota have really changed their tunes and their attitudes about EVs. You, you're our guy in Tokyo. I mean, what are, are you seeing it? Does it feel like the attitude is just really flipped? Well, I think that there there's a kind of a wake-up call here. And, uh, of course, Tesla was a big wake-up call for them because they see that Tesla, you know, used to kind of be laughed off, you know, the gaps in the, in the sheet metal on the outside and the, the shoddy uh, manufacturing quality and things like that. But the, now they've come to realize that Tesla is actually employing some radically out-of-the-box thinking for their uh, manufacturing and their production engineering. And their quality is quite improved over the in, in short order. So that was a shock. But another shock came just this year when uh, Japanese executives went back to the China Motor Show in Shanghai uh, for the first time since the pandemic in large force. And what they saw there was that China also had made great strides in quality and in technology, especially in electric vehicles. And that was a, a perhaps an even greater shock to some degree because they saw that the Chinese were now a big threat as well. On the same side, uh, BYD, one of the world's biggest electric vehicle makers, you know, second only to Tesla or, you know, neck and neck with Tesla on the global stage, I should say, they actually are selling electric vehicles in Japan. And that's 
almost unheard of. So you can imagine a Chinese manufacturer of electric vehicles selling vehicles here in Japan is, you know, a radical shot over the bow here. You have to remember that, you know, Dodge, Chrysler, Ford, hardly any General Motors products are on the market here at all. But yet you have a Chinese electric vehicle maker making inroads into Japan, which is, you know, the walled off protected market, uh, you know, the quintessential walled off protected market, although though it's not really protected, but it's really imper impervious to foreign brands. Really interesting changes on the other side of the world here. Uh, Hans, I'm so glad you're there covering it all for us. Hans Greimel, thank you for joining me today. Yeah, of course, Jamie. Thank you. You can read more about Toyota's EV manufacturing overhaul on the front page of this week's print edition of Automotive News or at autonews.com. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters. And I'm Kellen Walker. Thanks to Automotive News coordinating producer Jake Neer, as well as our own Urbash Kakaria, Paige Hodder, Lindsey Van Hulley, and David Phillips for their reporting for today's podcast. You can get the latest news on manufacturing, electrification, and everything happening in the auto industry at autonews.com. Come back tomorrow for my conversation with Mark Wakefield of Alex Partners about the firm's new Global Automotive Outlook report. If you enjoy the podcast, remember to like, leave a review, and subscribe so you never miss an episode. 